I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just sad. Really Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. And this is exciting because I think we're we're looking back at uh, the last nine months or so that we've been doing these these podcasts and uh, we've been really fortunate to just get to know a lot of the guys in our region uh, a lot of the leaders in our region and um, so it's so it's pony and the plague and we want to do a year-end review we want to uh, just kind of talk about some of the stuff that we have enjoyed some of the things we've learned and uh, also give you a glimpse on maybe where we're headed with the gloom, I, I don't know, Pony, from your perspective, but uh, I think one of one of the things that um, kind of thinking back over the last nine months, we really learned about sound quality, uh, audio quality was a key learning this past year. I don't, I don't know. At the beginning, we we got a lot of feedback that the uh, audio wasn't um, wasn't very good, so we got a sound. You guy. know, <laughs> we we we've got a job posting for a sound guy. Um, it was the biggest complaint from our viewers, uh, obviously, the sound quality. Come to find out it's a combination of things. COVID uh, requires us to do this electronically, so speaking over each other in Zoom is uh, we're doing that awkward meeting thing where, oh, oh, no, you go, oh, 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 okay, you're up. So there's a little bit of that. Um, you know, I think we are coming into our own voices on this. Um, obviously, I've got a face for TV, and it's being ruined by being on a, a on an audio-only podcast here. So I'm still trying to find my voice, um, and we're still trying to find a balance here. You've already found your voice, obviously, but it's uh, tuning it back a little bit, uh, increasing the pony uh, exposure here, reducing the plague exposure, and finding a, a happy balance here. Um, and I, you know, and I think a part of it also was we come to find out that the Wi-Fi at my work is shoddy, so I'm actually physically calling in now on my cellular device. And uh, so things have improved. We're always looking to improve. We are, we are not a polished product, and we never will be, but we are striving to be. Right? We're always in this acceleration mode. So, right. you know, a little tie into our credo here and what we're trying to do. It's uh, it's all the same. Yeah, and you know. What's interesting here is, I don't know if many people know about the the start of the gloom is one of these things where, if you know Plague at all, he's got a million ideas. Uh, some of them, you know, one out of a million are, are decent, and this was one of those 999,000. I thought it was a terrible idea. Uh, but he called me one day and said, hey, let's do this. I said, okay, sure, let's, let's go ahead and do it. When do you want to do it? He's like, right now I'm recording. I said, okay, well, here we go. And, you know, I think what people also don't get to know is that the reason for this, and I think it's a good reason was, like I said, I want to give people an opportunity to hear about uh, the Redwoods and, you know, where we come from. And there's a lot of leaders and former leaders, some of which are admittedly, you know, losing engagement, maybe, and we want to make sure that they remain engaged. And there's just a lot of good stories out there that the newer members, as we continue to grow, 
uh, we felt like need to hear. Uh, so I think that we've done a great job. Um, I, I'm curious on how you think that we've kind of tackled your your initial vision here and, and how it's kind of evolved. Uh, you know, I think, um, so I had done a podcast when I launched uh, Paradise Island and and that, talk about audio quality, the, the intro music was actually me just turning the volume up in my car as I would drive out to uh, the maze. And the goal there was just to share the conversation from the Paradise Island discussions because we started those uh, before F3 Nation had published all the QSource content. But but anyway, we, you know, we've all been at that workout, right, where the new guy goes up to, to wait time and kind of says like, hey, hey, what's your story, man? You know, and, and, and everybody else that knows wait time is like, that's the guy. That's the guy that, that, that like saved all of our lives, right? He brought, he brought this thing here. And, and so some of this is to just help uh, tell those stories because in a, in a two minute, you know, introduction, wait time doesn't, he's never going to tell you that he started F3 in Omaha, right? That's just not his personality, but it's still really important for guys to know that those foundational stories. And I think the other thing I really enjoyed was the different perspectives from the Redwoods on, on that first workout. I, I think, um, you know, when you hear uh, Selleck talk about the, uh, you know, I, I forget what he what he called Brazilian, but he he said like he he looked like a jelly donut or something wrapped up in his Patagonia coat. Um, that was was really really good. And the you know all of those guys shared with us kind of the insanity that they experienced that first workout of just like what is going on? This isn't going to work. Uh, and you know, come to find out, um, those guys are, are still engaged and have really been thriving. So I, I think we are doing a good job um, just getting those stories out there. You know, I, I also think there's some opportunity um, to hear you know stories of, of more leaders as things go on, and to maybe use this uh, podcast to talk about specific topics. Um, we've got a couple of guys that are leading things like queen service, or I, I know Doppler uh, has started leading a, a group of um, dads that are divorced. And so how do you parent or co-parent or, you know, and, and there's some really good conversations and, and things going on that we could um, definitely pull in. But, um, you, you know, I think the other thing that I'm, I'm just really blown away by is the, the heart and the vulnerability that guys, um, were able to share, uh, you know, so many episodes, I feel like we got to the end and I was like, I was so impacted, you, you know, I like even these guys that like, you know, somebody like Tonight Show that I know really well and have known for, for a long time, um, they're sharing their heart and, and they are doing it because they care. And so I, I just, I think that's a thread throughout all of the episodes is like guys were willing to hop on a zoom and share their story. And I don't know what, what uh, can you think back? What was one of the stories or um, interviews that impacted you the most, do you think? Yeah, no, I, obviously the origin story uh, is a fun one to listen to. I, I probably listened to that one the most. Uh, and it's one that I hadn't heard prior to actually having wait time on there. So I got to hear it in real time. And then, uh, you know, my wife jokes with me that I'm like 50% of all the listens on these because I'm constantly re <laughs> clicking play on these. Um, so the origin story is a big one uh, for me. I actually, uh, you know, Notos, he coined a term or like when, when we're talking about Redwoods here, he also made a statement about that first workout where I haven't heard it described uh, any better 
where, you know, your first time as a new guy, like this is a really corny thing. Like this is just so corny. It's just the, the cadence, the workouts, the nicknames, everything you're doing is so corny. But then he, he went into the story about how, well, you know, that kind of helped him check his ego. It's like, well, it's not really that corny. It's just like you have this, this preconceived notion of like how you think a workout should be and how this kind of cuts all that BS out of it. So I, I really enjoy that. You know, and I think in a big highlight too was, you know, getting our first, our first listen that wasn't us. Uh, I remember, you know, that's not really that big of a deal, but when Honey Stinger actually sent us, was probably the first one to message us and say, hey, guys, I listened. It's sweet. I mean, the audio sucks. Figure it out. But, you know, I'm, I'm ready to hear more. And I love that. And, you know, that was just a small thing. But really what has been a bigger impact there has been there have been other members um, like Betamax, for example, just texted us the other day and said, hey, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. I listened to Hard Hat's um, interview, and it's actually prompted me to talk about going to tackle the Apex Challenge. So thanks for doing that. You know, and just little things like that um, that I think were kind of the big deals for me. Obviously, hearing everyone's story is really impactful. Like you say, you kind of get a different perspective from every everyone, and that's the beauty of F3, and that's really the beauty of this podcast is not everyone's the same. Everyone's story is different. Everyone's I mean, everyone has their own origin story, not just wait time, you know, bringing F3 here, but everyone has their own origin in F3. And I think we're getting to, to capture that. And, you know, we've primarily focused on, on former leadership. And I think, you know, with the goal of F3 being to promote leaders, I think it's, it's been good that we've done that. Um, I'm curious, as you say, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned other opportunities to use this platform to, to delve into different topics, I guess where could you see this going and, and I guess what's on your mind here? Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, I, I love the, the questions, right? We, you know, if, if you've been listening, you have followed along and you can pretty much guarantee we're going to ask a guy about the first, second and third F uh, we're going to ask him about his experience as a leader. We're going to ask a question about F and G's or maybe, you know, some advice that they want to give. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to lose um, that vibe. I feel like it's a really good, really good vibe and it, and it kind of lets you see trends. Um, you know, it, it lets you kind of get a glimpse in the, the fact that like a lot of guys are, are still on their journey. And, and I think, you know, tonight's show even said like, I hope I never fully achieve, you know, all of my goals, right? You know, once, once you like get to that end where you're achieving it, right, you've got to right size your expectations. And um, so I, I think for me, it, it may be digging a little bit deeper on a topic that a, a former leader feels like he's an expert in um, and just giving them more of a platform to help us learn and grow and something that um, they might have more experience or knowledge in than the rest of us. You know, I think we get some of that in the um, first, second, and third F uh, questions that we ask, but uh, it would, you know, there are some guys that are really talented in a certain area or have a lot of experience. One one guy we haven't uh, had a chance to talk with yet is Honey Badger, and I would love to hear from him about um, opportunities for for men to receive counseling, right? From a mental health, uh, an F three mental battle perspective, you know, I think giving him a platform to really share what uh, resources are available. You know, male suicide in this country has not gone down. It's not going away. And so I think um, just picking guys' brains about some of those things would, would be really uh, cool, I think, especially, you know, something like that. But, you know, I, I think um, 
my goal ultimately is to stay flexible, um, but also just to, you know, we've got a nice funnel, right? So we've taken guys that were uh, either in an F3 leadership role or former site queues. And, you know, it's kind of like after you hand over the flag, then you get to be interviewed with the exception of Pony. And, uh, you know, and so that, I think that's the question is, will we let Pony interview again after he hands off the flag? I, I don't know. Um, what do you think about that? Well, it's funny you say that, you know, I have been thinking about successorship and, and you know, the joke has been that I am the, the longest reigning psych you. And, you know, part of that was selfish. Uh, I did want to hold that title. So now I've got it in the books. Um, but it was, uh, you know, Sparty came to a workout and let a workout at the woodshed. And I was going to save this for when I passed the, the shovel flag over. But, I mean, I'll just say it here, you know. Party came to a workout and really re-emphasized that our goal here is to promote leadership. Um, and if you're not looking or helping people build in leadership and looking for a successor, you're not, you know, staying true to one of our missions here. And so as funny as the joke is that I'm the longest reigning psyche, there was a piece of me that after Sparty said that, I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm fulfilling only a part of my obligation here. I'm only showing up and making sure someone's leading the workout. I'm not grooming the next guy or like looking to promote someone's leadership and giving them the opportunity that I was given. So, um, you know, it, uh, in terms of side cue, there will be a pass in January to Bovine. And so that's exciting. And, you know, we've kind of talked about amongst ourselves you and i plague about what is the podcast what does the gloom look like um, how long do we hold this leadership role or this voluntary role whatever you want to call it this, this position um and you know i can say right now i'm not ready to give it up but i could see where there's opportunities that you mentioned uh you know maybe some some guest interviewers uh some people that can come fill in for us or some people if they if someone spoke up and said hey you know what pony i love you you suck i think i would kill it i probably would have a hard turn time turning them down um it would suck to hear but i'd be happy to get another person an opportunity to get on here and and uh kind of got to get to experience the things that we've experienced um you know i never really thought about it until we're talking about it right now but the impact that we actually get from being in that moment with the guys getting vulnerable during those interviews. And I could see where other people would, um, could possibly take something from that, not just us. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Are you ready to pass the torch or what? You know, I'm not. And, you know, you, you probably weren't really ready uh, to lead this, this sort of effort when you started, you know, this, that was my way of leading you, you know, giving you an opportunity to really, uh, no, uh, all jokes aside, I, I think, um, there is something special about being able to ask questions and have those relationships with the guys and um, that I really enjoy. You know, I think there's somehow, um, I've always had this dream of like, uh, how, how do we just get the word out that you're working out amongst these other men that have amazing stories, that have amazing passion and you don't always hear that, you know, I, I think like everybody knows that Sparty is passionate about building up young men and, and has built the foundation, but not everybody knows that there's more to Ponzi than just fun and games during a workout, 
right? Not everybody knows um, necessarily about Gunner and his mentality of, you know, mission accomplishment and troop welfare, right? I think you you pick up on some of those things in a COT, but the the depth that we've been able to go in the podcast is is kind of been this dream of mine to just like get that word out, you know, we've got to share because I, I think ultimately what we have seen is that working out with other men gives you this unique opportunity to not only learn from them, but also uh, use them as mentors and and really build that leadership model there. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not ready yet. Maybe, you, maybe at the 100 episode mark, uh, you know, um, something along those lines. But, you know, I think it's also important too, to just um, make sure that uh, we're giving guys a platform to share what they're passionate about. So if other guys come up with, you know, things that they want to share, you know, I think um, we're open to, to expanding kind of our, you know, purview. We have a episode coming up after the first of the year um, that we'll be uh, talking about the foundation. And so that's a, an episode that's got, you know, Tater, Big One, Sparty, and, and myself. Um, Pony had a tea time and couldn't make it. But, um, you know, so I, I think maybe more of that. I actually did. Get, I did. <laughs> trying to get more <laughs> flexible with, you know, kind of how we structure the cast. And I think if we uh, move to some in-person discussions, that, that might uh, allow us to be more flexible there. So, I, you know, I, I think definitely not ready to I do like the idea. Yeah. No, I like the idea that you just mentioned of, of getting at least one in person. I just want to see how it would change the dynamic. I do want to say, like, I don't want anyone to think that we're disillusioned to think that this is even a successful podcast by any means. You know, it just means something to us. Yeah. And even if we pass it off, maybe we're thinking a little too highly of the podcast. No one probably even wants to take this over. <laughs> so right. um, I just want us to keep that perspective. Um, I think we are, we both are appreciative of the things that it's provided for us. and. You know, we just hope that, you know, what what we're taking from it, um, you know, some of the packs are able to take something from it as well. So yep. any uh, any regrets or anything? Anything that, you know? Um, you know, when we first started, um, Firewalker has <laughs> consistently given me a hard time about um, just efficiency. And like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to communicate something to people you need to do it in less than three minutes uh so our episodes have gotten longer as time has gone on and and i don't know that it's a it's a regret i think um i actually like it i, I think we're, we've just allowed guys the space that they needed to share what was on their heart and some episodes are longer than others and um some are shorter than others you, you know i think uh, just it just speaks to to the guy um and i've tried really hard to actually limit some of the editing uh so that we're you know i if a guy shares something who am i to decide the pack shouldn't hear that you know unless it's you know political or profanity or whatever but um even some of the profanity i think i've, I've left in uh you know but i think hey, we um, respect the first amendment around here so <laughs> you guys yeah. are free to say whatever you want the editing team is a man of one so that's yeah. really the real reason that we don't edit a lot right um <laughs> You know, and then I, you know, I, th I think the other, um, I don't know if I would call it a, a regret, but I think um, just as we're doing this year in review, I, I somehow like, it'd be great to catalog all of the, the lessons learned or the, the things that guys shared, right? I mean, 
ultimately, you know, I'm, I, you know, my next question for you would be what are, what are your top three uh, lessons learned? And when I think about answering that question, you almost have to go back and listen to every episode to really tease that out. And, and it would be great if we, um, and just kept better track of some of the, the things that guys shared so that we had a, a place you could go. And maybe that's something we do, you know, this next year, right? Maybe we, maybe we do keep track so that, Hey, I don't have time to go listen to all the podcasts, but I could at least listen, you know, if I, if I knew I wanted to learn about this area, uh, I could go listen to this episode from this guy, you know, that might be uh, something we could do a better job of this next year. So without further ado, Top three, top top five. What uh, you know, kind of rapid fire here. Yeah. What, what would you say are are your kind of top three learnings from you know we got thirty four episodes over nine months. Yeah. Um. You know, this isn't much of a learning. This is just more of an experience thing. And it was, uh, you know, I was really appreciative to have Slow Pitch on. Um. He's an individual that I had gotten to know pretty well through pre runs. Uh. Had we share somewhat of a similar story with some of our family stuff and um, getting to give him an opportunity to, to have other packs listen to that story and really hear about the man who he is. Um, he does a great job in, in the normal day-to-day at a workout of opening up already, but just to give him an, another 40 minutes to talk about it. I mean, I just think that you can learn so much from listening to an individual like that. Um, you know, Jean-Claude is someone that I, uh, am in a jujitsu text thread with him. He's the toughest SOB I know. Um, but to hear him kind of give his perspective, um, on a very professional and on a vulnerable level, I think, uh, I saw him in a light that I haven't had the pleasure of seeing him in. So I was really appreciative of that. Um, and then. I think getting to do yours, being on the, you know, getting you on the other end of uh, the questioning was nice, not only for our viewers because, um, you know, you weren't driving the conversation as much and you had to be more reactive than you normally would. Um, You know, it it was one of my favorites, but, you know, those are some of the highlights. There's so many guys that I'm just appreciative of everyone for even taking the time to want to speak with us. And... Um, but those are some of the highlights there. Uh, what about you? Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> it's hard to um, it, it's hard to go and pick like specific topics. But I think what ultimately I, I have learned, right? We've we've kept on this first, second, third F uh, questioning with with the guys, and and I have learned that uh, you don't need new tools. Um, you, you know, a lot of the guys um, have really, you know, used the tools that F3 has already provided. So things like the Concentrica, things like QSource, um, and then just the structure of first, second, and third F to really accelerate their, their life. And I think for me, at, at this time of the year, when you're looking at goals and, you know, what's my vision, what's my one word, what's my, you know, all of this stuff, I can really get caught up in like finding the perfect plan, right? And and ultimately like, like there's nothing new under the sun, right? We, like a lot of the stuff that guys shared, we asked the same questions, but you get this this remarkable um, impact and story that's that's different for every guy. 
On the same note, though, <laughs> I think you get a story that's different. But when you listen to all of the episodes, there's a lot of the same. And I think what I've also learned is uh, instead of finding a, a tool or technology, I need to spend more time leveraging the people around me and their experiences. Some of these guys have learned from years and years and years of different experience uh, how to approach a situation that you're not going to find on Google. You're not going to find a template somewhere that tells you how to uh, deal with a challenge in, in your marriage. And it's not going to probably help you as well as having a conversation with another guy about his marriage. And, and so I think just listening to the stories, I love that there's enough uniqueness that, that it's each guy's story, but I also love there's enough similarity that we can relate and uh, leverage each other to grow. So I, I think those are kind of two of the highlights. And then I think the other thing is, is like, there are some leaders among us that uh, we just don't know until we ask. And, and so I think, you know, I would encourage people don't wait until somebody gets on a podcast to ask them about their story. Um, you know, that's something I, I want to try to do is like, the guy doesn't have to be a, a site queue in F3 to be a good leader or to have valuable insight. And, and I think, you know, we're asking these questions here because we have this platform, but what's stopping you from asking a guy about his faith at coffee? It, you know, and I, I think the, the meaningful questions create meaningful conversation. What's stopping us from having meaningful conversations, um, you, you know, even at coffee? So I, I, I think there's just a lot to be learned about relationships here. I, I really appreciate that. I, I think, uh, you know, you've kind of touched on something that was common among most of the packs here, and that's, you know, almost creating like a challenge. Um, I know several times after sitting um, and having conversations with these guys, I felt challenged to go do something that uh, different in my life that I wasn't doing at the site. Hey, you know, I think someone said you should be texting the FNGs. Okay, that's something I need to be doing. Or hey, when a new guy's coming up, take the time to go introduce yourself. Okay, I did that the next couple times. Like you're saying, okay, well, we don't need this platform necessarily to ask the tough questions, right? just go out and do it. Now, this makes it a little bit easier, right? It's in a structured format and they know it's coming and there's not a lot of repercussions there. Um, so it's safe, but I don't, you know, it's not, we don't need to play it safe. I like what you're saying. Like to get into the deep, good conversation, you need to ask these questions. So I, I appreciate that for sure. The other thing I'll, I'll comment on is there are a couple of key, uh, tools that F3 offers that I, I think guys need to seriously think about investing some time in. And, and so the, the first one I'll say is, is free to lead. Um, you know, guys want to uh, debate whether it's a site queue requirement or, or not, but, um, and, and, and it's not technically, but it's highly recommended. Not. Uh, so, so free to lead would be one. I think you just, you hear your story in the story of the guys that created this thing and it helps you get on board with the mission. The other one is QSource. I think if you read that as a leadership manual, you will really see um, it's a non-traditional approach to some concepts that are common in every area of your life. And so I think you've got to, on some level, either engage in a discussion or uh, get involved there. But then also 
the eight block and I'll, I'll just clarify the eight block uh, is really called the eight block because it's a piece of paper folded in half twice and it creates eight squares. Um, so, you know, Grills uh, <laughs> told me that this week that, hey, I realized the eight block is really just a piece of paper folded in half twice. Um, but that is something that will help provide some direction as far as Concentrica uh, and, and really where you're going this next year. Um, I, I've done that tool every year for the past three years and it's amazing um, just what you learn. You, you know, if your jester starts out as, you know, something superficial, you know, like sugar, um, as you grow and, and go deeper with yourself and, and kind of reflection, you'll learn uh, maybe your jester is actually um, something that, that is more serious or that you need to work on and put more attention to, like an addiction or uh, self-righteousness, selfishness, some of those things. I think those three, you know, if you read Free to Lead, engage in the Q source and, and really do an eight block, um, I think there's a tremendous value there. Yeah, I mean, I should say that that was one of the highlights of the podcast. It actually forced me to read Free to Lead because I was getting so much flag for not participating. It's a great read. Um, it's incredible, regardless of what phase of your life you're in, how relatable it is to you. Um, you know, I, I remember when it first got, I think Khakis was the one that gave it to me. Uh, and I just remember thinking, okay, yeah, sure, I'll read it. Even as much as I love khakis and you all, like, I'm just in a different phase in my life. So I didn't think that it would be relatable to me. Um, you know, he's an older, older guy. Yeah, we're buddies or whatever, but he's just got some different life stressors than I'm currently going through. I'm trying to conquer the world right now. Um, but then when you talk about legacy friends um, and things like that, it, you know, it puts it in perspective uh, that I just hadn't seen yet. And I'm super appreciative. Of that. I mean, I, I highly recommend reading that. Uh, anything weighing on your heart? Any recommendations that you have? As you know, I think a theme for us lately in these has been we are going through a time of growth. Um, I guess anything weighing on your heart at this time? Uh you know, just um, I, I would always, you know, the, the, my current situation is one where I feel like if I can't be at the workout on a regular basis, I'm, I'm missing out um, or that I'm not a good leader or that I'm not having the influence or the impact that I, I would like to have. And I know I'm not alone in that. And I, I would just uh, encourage guys to explore that tension and and don't isolate um, lean into that tension and lean into the the packs to uh, kind of help you through that um, you know I, I think between my my shield lock and just other guys that I have close relationships with I, I realize that I'm doing the right thing by focusing on my family but there's still this like guilty uh, kind of fear of missing out combination that that is difficult to deal with and I've seen that drive guys away from F3 and totally disconnect. And I, I just, I want guys to know if, if it's cold out and you're not getting to a workout or you have a new baby and you're not getting to a workout or for whatever reason, you can't make it to a workout. You're just as much a part of this group uh, as any other man, um, you know? And I, and I think you look at a guy like Reba who comes 
you know, mostly on Saturdays and, and is still like at the core of his being like engaged and participating in this group and feels all of the, the value and still has a tremendous impact. You know, I think there is no expectation that you have to come to every single workout to be uh, a, a leader, to be a member. Um, it, it's free. We're open to every man and that's regardless of how often he can attend. So I, I think, you know, just keep that in mind as you're going through this next year and, and keep that in mind, you know, as guys come back, um, guys that took the winter off or, you know, guys that had to take a break for whatever reason, uh, we want to continue to be inclusive and, and welcoming and, uh, and loving and not um, make it such a, such a exclusive club that you, you don't feel welcome back. Um, you know, I, I know we've had some other guys recently come back from a sabbatical or, or hiatus. And, uh, you know, I think if we welcome people with open arms, we can really exemplify what we're trying to do here. You, you know, we're, we're the group you can come back to uh, no matter what you've done, right? We're the, we are the, in the prodigal son story, we're the father welcoming you back from open arms. We don't care that you, you know, went to Vegas and did a bunch of stuff you can't talk about. We don't care, you know, what, where you've been, what you did, why, why we really don't even care why you couldn't come. Uh, we're just glad to see you. And so I think just keeping that in mind, um, I know, you know, that's just kind of been on my heart lately and, and I, I feel the love, but I want to make sure other guys feel the love too. So. Well, that's great, man. I think, you know, something that I've, I've been considering lately, and I guess this would be my recommendation or, or I guess what's weighing on me. A while back, I heard someone tell me that F3 is the greatest gift that you could give someone. Um, you know, and I had to think about that and that really hit hard because I just remember your first few workouts, you get over the coordinates, you get kind of get a high, right? You're, you're part of this new thing and it's new and shiny and it's, it's a lot of fun. And what's amazing to me is that it hasn't lost its luster after three years for me. Um, and when they said that, it was when they said, you know, it's the greatest gift you can ever give. They also said, so go get it. And I have not done a great job of doing that. Um, and I think that's one thing that I would like for myself personally uh, is to kind of toss my ego aside. Maybe it's fear of rejection. Maybe it's the fear that they're going to judge me for being in this group that I'm in or whatever it is, but to push that aside and realize that I can provide something to someone, just an opportunity. It's an, inv it's an invitation. They don't have to take you up. Um, but giving them an opportunity to, to come receive this gift, I guess. And I would challenge other people to do the same because I think there is a, a, a natural tendency to, one, covet what you have, right? And keep it, like, this is my thing. And then the other is like, okay, well, then also you don't want to be rejected for something that you enjoy. So there's a natural fear there of not sharing. So just getting over that BS. And I think a lot of people do that so well. You, Brazilian, any guys that just EH the hell out of anybody, um, I really, really look up to and, and strive to be more like that and challenge more to be like that. So, Awesome, man. I, th I think that's a great, great goal. And, uh, you know, I think the one of the questions on the A block is uh, who, are, who are you EHing? And, um, you know, listening back to Khaki's episode, I'm going to start EH and more guys at the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm going to get back to that. 
that strategy worked a little bit. Well, I think the the actual uh, the actual recipe is having uh, piercing blue eyes like Brazilian. That's what a lot of the packs said. So yeah, and and then and then really telling them, hey, I'm showing up at your in your driveway tomorrow. You know, picking the guy up for the first workout. I, I thought that was interesting. Instead of asking him to meet you there. Um, Definitely have to do right. a, an upcoming episode. Maybe we have Brazilian and some of the guys come in and, and teach us how to EH. Uh, so yeah, let's put that on the list for this next year. Well, Pony, I, I do love you, man. And uh, this has been a journey. Um, you know, it's it's fun to watch you grow up a little bit. And uh, it's fun to just, uh, you know, you're my Jamie. Uh, <laughs> right? Is it, isn't that Joe Rogan? Joe, you're the Joe Rogan, I'm the Jamie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I do love you, man. And I think it's just, it's great. I'm excited for you to have a, a kid this next year and um, see where this goes. But, uh, but yeah, man, let's uh, take us out. Grandfully Hardy, 36, right. Plague. The Plague, and I am John Whitworth. I'm 30, and I am Pony Express. Hey, Pony. Nice job, brother. Love you.